Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Tales from the Blue Cottage. It's Friday night. We've already had shots, and we're ready to get started. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening in. Um, if you're new here, welcome. If you are a returning listener, then uh, then thank you for your patronage. Thank you for coming back. We hope you're enjoying this journey, this wild journey, as much as we are. A um, couple of things to note. Uh, first of all, uh, we have a TikTok now um, that's been going on for a little while now. You can go check that out at Blue Cottage D&D and watch us make uh, silly skits and all of it's D&D related, but uh, it, it makes us laugh. We hope it makes you laugh as well. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram at Blue Cottage D&D. And if you really, really, really like us, you can go check out MidnightStrayCandleCo.com where we make fantasy-inspired scented candles as well as handmade resin dice for you to procure for your very own tabletop uh, game. And, yeah, we also have a Kofi, Kofi.com forward slash Blue Cottage D&D. That's if you really, 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 really like us and if we've made a successful persuasion check here. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so I think that's it for announcements. And uh, now we're going to move into tonight's session. First of all, got to do a quick recap. Uh, last we left off, ended once, kind of like the session before. In a very hair, like you guys had just survived a very precarious situation. Um, you guys had joined the Harpy's Harpoon, the new crew of the Harpy's Harpoon, if you will, as you sailed with uh, with Jacques, the, uh, the the strange ferryman that takes people to and from Amonweir as well as supplies to and from Amonweir. Um, transporting Mercy across, you guys are being her bodyguards and transporting her across the uh, the Amarth to the to the island. As you guys traveled, uh, Castros played around with his new uh, his new loot <laughs> and got, found out some cool abilities that this DM did not realize that loot had <laughs> before he sold it for a thousand gold pieces. <laughs> so he has a lot of fun yeah. free spells now. Hey, that's fine. Father. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys took watch. You found uh, Cecilia overheard Jacques speaking to himself about something about the uh, the, the luck is changing. Um, he walked down into the as you, the rest of your party was sleeping. He walked down into the uh, the holding area of the ship and sit, spoke to himself and said to himself, "This can't be, but it must." And then afterwards, Adam had questioned him on her watch, and he he was rather elusive. You you kind of dug into his thoughts a little bit, learned a little something. Um, of course, before you had time to share it, a storm was upon you, and as the storm uh, kind of set in, you saw the Stormwalker, the ship of pirates uh, led by one Captain Senna on the horizon, making their way towards you. A, they said they were there to get Castro's Falcon for some kind of reward. Um, Senna, after what? Okay, so Adnet cast a cool sleep storm, managed to hold off most of the uh, most of the pirates for a little while, but Senna managed to get to the ship and beat the brakes off of you guys. Let's be honest, <laughs> she wrecked y'all. She did. It's fine. Um, okay. But then, but you guys ended up. Succeeding, uh, managing to stay alive long enough for uh, one of for Jacques' little pal, big pal, if you will, the dragon turtle, um, known as I think his name was. Let me see. It was kind of a long name. Dolabron. Let's see. Uh, Dorambran. 
Derombran. Or Toral. He calls him Toral. Toral as well. Um, Does not spell that right. His Derombran came in, ate a bunch of pirates that you guys had sent to the ocean, um, almost ate a couple of you, and then chased off after Asahogan as uh, Senna was trying to, to get to her ship and flee. Uh, one final volley of arrows and guiding bolt managed to bring her to her knees. After which you guys quickly ran over to the ship as Jacques told you, be, be quick because Duramron's going to come back and sink that ship because everything in it belongs to him now. Um, you guys managed to pillage the captain's quarters. You picked up two things of magic. One beneath the ship, like in the cargo hold, and one that was in the captain's quarters. You guys decided to go to the captain's quarters. And you found a... Um, you found a uh, the captain's law book. You found a, a small like chest that's about twelve inches by ten by ten, and you found a map of the Sea of Amarth as well. Um, the chest itself has a bit of abjuration magic on it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And you guys are trying to to you manage to haul it out of there just as the giant dragon turtle managed to start destroying that ship, and he watches with his giant claws began scooping all of the loot that was falling off of it into his shell and carrying it off into the depths. Um, after that, you finished your four days of travel and towards the end of the last day, you could see on the horizon, you can see uh, as the sun is not quite, so it's just getting close to sunset. Um, you can see on the twilight horizon, you can see the island of Amamuir. You see the city or the town of Lethia with the large stone walls around it kind of crawling up and around the moors, the, the, the rocky moors on the shoreline. A singular large pier extending out from the, uh, from the western gates. And towards the very east, towards the far east, at the very back of the town, you see this very tall manor. And Jacques told you that is called the Widowed Manor. <coughs> And that's where we're going to pick up this uh, session. As you guys are, you've, got, you've still got a little while before you actually get to the port, as if there's anything you guys want to do or discuss. Cecilia, do you mind if I um, take that ring that you picked up off of Senna's body, the one with the diamond in it? Sure. Take a look at it. The Widowed Villa, excuse me. Widowed, it's called the Widowed, Widowed Villa. Villa. My apologies. Right. Home of the governess. I hand the ring over. Okay. Can I examine it and try to figure out what it might be relatively worth? Um. So make uh make an inv- make a general intelligence check on this. Add your proficiency because of your background. You may indeed. Ten. Um, taking a look at it, it's roughly anywhere from 300 to 400 gold pieces worth, probably. You're welcome. feeling after that? 
Exhausted? Yes. Sore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe our first point of order should maybe finding a place to stay. The, um, what was that called? Golden Gale. The Gale. Golden Gale. Gale. I don't know. I don't think so. Mercy, have you been here before? Oh, no, I've not. Um, I, as I said, if I was, it was when I was too young to remember. Can I have a moment with all of you? For a second? Sure. I'm gonna pull them to the side where I feel like Jacques is out of earshot. Okay. Jacques is at the helm currently, so it's not hard to get away from him. So, when I was talking to Jacques about... Amanuia and talking to him about the luck was changing. He said for his people, not for us. I don't... His initial thoughts were not for us, but for the people of Amanuir. So it makes me think that not everything is as it seems there. I don't know, it was just... It's a fleeting thought, but... Interesting. Fine. Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it would... if they're exchanging for the good, then something bad's been happening here, most likely. Yes. So we might want to be on guard when we get there, just in case. At least try and find out what's going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stick to together. Walk into mm-hmm. Storm. Uh, have um, while we've been traveling, have I felt any like malicious or ill intent from Jacques? No, I mean, uh, as far as you've been able to tell, he's been quite polite, quite quite well. He handles all the everything that needs to be done on the ship by himself. He hasn't asked anything of you. Um, he's been mostly quiet, kind of keeps to himself, short of when you guys have engaged him in conversation. Maybe there's something going on on the island that he thinks we can fix. Hmm. I, don't know. I just wanted to share. Still curious why the. Governess controls all the ins and outs of the island. I don't know. Should I would say that's something to do with some coin. It's it could be that. Or she's more than just a human. She might be something more. Mercy kind of speaks up. I mean, it's so, they, they do make quite a bit of coin. The rum itself is their main commodity. Between that and sugar, they make gods know how much money rolls into this place each year, and they take very little imports. They only take things from outside the world that they need. So... Interesting. Just thinking that if you were able to produce that much rum, and it's that valuable, that it would make more sense to have more, you know, merchant traffic. To make more money. something happened between the people. They lost trust. You get burned once, you don't get burned again. Yes. Maybe they want it to remain exclusive. So they keep people from coming in, so they don't want anyone to know. Like a particular other island. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds very similar to uh, an island of cats, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) While we're uh, sitting here, I wanted to go ahead and... Uh, bring out the uh, spyglass and the compass. And okay. uh, Agnes, you, you mentioned that she was interested in whether these items may have come something to do with the winter thorn. Did I? 
I could have sworn you did. I don't remember, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very possible. I have forgotten. No, she, she was curious about whether or not they came from the docks. The docks. Trading mm. company. But is it the Winterthorn docks trading company? No. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> good try, good try. Never. But you were I am Winterthorn docks. I know. However, it's docks is my adopted name. Winterthorn is my orcish native name. But you're tied to both. Yes. <laughs> but nevertheless, do we want to look at these and see if there's any any connection? Sure. No. Taking a look at them, you don't see any notable sigils or glyphs on them. Yeah. Seems like they were probably procured from some, uh, not not from any merchant company in particular, probably just from some tinkerer or some creator. So nothing dots related. Uh, none of the rings appear to be dots trading company either. Of course, it's hard to say because dots is only gemstones. They don't actually mm-hmm. do the jewelry part. They just sell the stones. So, could very well be that these gemstones are Doss Family Trading Company, but it's hard to say. I was mostly just concerned because of what Corbin told me. Um, you know, he said anytime Senna would try and take anything from the ship, they just let her. So, trying to get anything back that didn't belong to her. That's all. Because she didn't really have anything. Or if she did, it's gone. Did you find anything else in there? I suppose we have a journal we need to look yeah. at. Yeah, we got a captain's log that we could, uh, you know, see what we might find from that. All right. So you guys kind of open up the log and begin to kind of look through it. A um, couple of things stand out to so you. See, you see on some of the most recent posts, um, you notice one of them says, like one entry says, that bastard Big Hook Hank has the other part of the map. I'll have to wring it from his neck next time I see next time he returns to Ergamon. There's another part that says Regario is offering one thousand gold pieces for Castro's Falcon's return. I'm surprised he'd pay so much for for a lost pet, but more importantly, where the hell did a two bit pirate like him come up with that much gold? I should have investigated his meetings with Shogar more thoroughly. Do I recognize that name, Shokar? Um, as you kind of think back, you do recognize Shogar's name. Um, Shogar is a very highly esteemed pirate from Ergamum. He is actually one he rarely sails, um, and he is one of the uh, one of the council of Ergamum's political council. One of seven. Okay. He and Regario had a pretty good relationship overall, mm-hmm. but um, you're not sure what kind of schemes they might be getting into together. Okay. What'd you say his name was again? Shogar. Shogar. I share that information also. And the last entry is, he visited, he visited me again last night. Though I slept through it, I could feel his presence in the air. I don't know why he's gifted my useless existence with such magic. Even after all these years, he still checks in on me. What I wouldn't give to hear his voice in the wind just once more. Does that seem like a similar um, interaction that I have with... It sounds similar, yeah. Like something... Some presence was granting her her powers. 
point flip through and see if at any point she wrote a name of any sort? Kind of flipping through. She always refers, you see several, like a few names, uh, you see Shogar, you see Rigario, you see Cassius's name. Um, you see a bunch of various names that mean very little to you, just kind of like n- typical names. You see a, a Nicholas, you see a, a Tristan, um, it's quite a few like just various names, but the one that no, every now and again there's this reference that Center refers to as just him, he. And it's always that he visited or he whispered or he gifted. Interesting. And that's more or less the gist of what you find in the captain's log. You do see where they, you know, Senna uh, made note of <laughs> the Stormwalker pilfering a few vessels. Uh, there, is, there are two notes in particular of Dotsk family vessels that were pilfered, and Senna uh, was pretty proud of the thousands upon thousands of gold pieces worth of gemstones oh. that, were, that were gathered from that one. I've the turtle now. There is a there's a note, actually, in that that says that um, she put it with her stash. Like a... Like a chest we found? Or... <laughs> on an she island? Shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Could be that map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. A big hook cake. Cool. All right. So that's essentially what you find in the captain's logs. Interesting. What time is it? Um, it's roughly probably three or four in the afternoon. So you guys will probably get to the island just as the sun begins to set at about six. You may be trying to smell the magic on that chest, but I'll have to do it tomorrow. Can't do it today. But yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. At least we now know how much you're worth. Do you know why he would put a bounty on your head that large? Apparently Senna thought there wasn't a reason for it. DM? Is it just what I think it's probably just for um, like art my service? You don't know how much he was going to sell you for originally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you brought him pretty good coin when you guys uh, were in ports. And even more so, you brought him a good distraction. Most of the time, he would always use you as a distraction on the docks to garner the attention of guards and other passersby while he and the crew would go and steal from other ships. So you're starting to wonder if maybe his initial... What he was originally selling you for was probably a pretty good amount to begin with. Okay. Um, so you, you you don't know how much money you made him in the long haul, but uh, yeah, you, you gather that you made him some pretty good coin. Do you ever happen to over here who was interested in buying you? Mm. No, you didn't uh, I didn't. Hmm. What we found out with Gildas, that's hmm. about it. You're a hot commodity. <laughs> I mean, naturally. Mavis <laughs> kind of sticks her head out. <laughs> and Mavis. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> so. Wow. 
So you're going to hold on to the chest for a little bit? For now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that you found, like I said, you did find on on Senna, I believe you found a small pendant as well. The pendant, too, I would note is the the shape of an anchor. That's what it looks like. It's a small magical pendant that looks like an anchor. And the other item, I believe, was a... uh, It wasn't giving off any magic, though, was it? Uh, the, the anchor token was. Oh, it the was. Anchor token was, as well as the ring. There was a singular ring that was given off magic as well. Okay. You're not sure what it does. Um, we picked up four. One had ruby, sapphire, emerald, and diamond. Yeah, those were not magic. Okay. And so there was one other. Ring. So there's, there's one, one other. Yeah, there's one other gold ring. Bling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pirates. And then, no, they go. <laughs> Like shiny, that's for sure. And was that like enchantment or enchantment? Enchantment. Yeah. Yeah. So, by this point, Jacques kind of shouts down from the helm. I, Dial is almost upon us. Gather your things and get ready. We'll make port soon. All right. I'll go down where we were staying and. Collect. Get all of our stuff. So, you see now, as you gather all of your things and you kind of get back, get back up and you're getting closer to the war now, you can see the, the reason it got its name up on Weir, Weir standing for moors. Um, you see the rolling moors and the black rocks kind of sticking out of them that just roll all the way up the horizon and disappear over a very tall hill. The town of Alethia sitting um, just on the western shore, just kind of expanding. It's not a very big town, mind you. It's probably between the size of Dunslow and Stonebrook. Um, but you see on the left-hand side of the, uh, kind of towards the north along the shore, you see these high bluffs um, that kind of roll down to the pier to the docks of Lethia. And on those high bluffs, you see um, large wooden walls extending maybe three, two or three miles to the north and kind of curling around. Ooh. Sorry. Where do we have rolls yeah. ready? What was that? Let's <laughs> pause it real fast. I need to go put the crescent rolls in there. Okay, so continuing on. So, um, let me change the lights here. The sun begins to set as you guys make your way into the city. So, Jacques uh, pulls in to the port ahead. And it's a very small port, mind you. Like I said, there's one very large pier that kind of extends forward. Um, Jacques kind of pulls up to the right side of it. You do notice there are a couple of small vessels to the left-hand side. Uh, maybe two, there's there's two or three of them, and you see that there's a fourth kind of coming in. Um, they look like small fishing vessels, not uh, not anything major, but you do see they're, they're very small. Maybe 20, 25 feet is the longest one. Nothing to make the trip we just made. No, definitely not. Um, and you do see is uh, kind of out in the distance, you see one coming in as they're hauling in nets as, as they're coming closer to shore, so probably fishing vessels. Um, you uh, see there's a couple people on the docks uh, waiting. They see Jacques return. You see about three men kind of making their way towards it. Uh, you do see the gate's house on this side is currently open. The door, the, uh, the portcullis is pulled open, and you can kind of see within in the town itself. <clears throat> Let me switch over to some different music here as you guys enter in. Every exit, thank you, the ship. Didn't know if you wanted to ask Jock for me to talk to the 
layers on our hand that we might should be done with. That is the wrong sort of stuff we do, but we don't know some sort of foreign land on us. Sure. Let's see. So, as you all <laughs> get close to the village, uh, I'm sorry, what was your question now? Oh, I didn't know if we'd actually edge the ship to see if we need to have shock anything about possible laws or stuff we need to obey while we're here since it's a foreign land. Yeah. 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 Um, as you as you ask this, he kind of speaks up. He says, "Do not tip." There are a couple of things you should understand. The Amanweir is not all moors. It is not rolling hills. It is only the western side of the island that is that way. Everything to the east is a marsh, and the marsh is full of dangerous creatures. That is why we have the high walls to protect the town. kind of ports towards those wooden walls to the north as well. And he says, there is the uh, sugar plantations where you can find the sugar uh, of the sugar cane where we make our, used to make our rum. That place is also off limits unless you work there. And of course, the widowed villa is only available to outsiders by appointment. from today. I will not be here long. Long enough to offload these goods and unload the next batch of rum, and then I would be headed north. Do we know if north is which direction? Is that going to be taking us back to where we came from, or a different destination? No, he said he's going north. Oh, now. Next, next to this. Then I will return in three weeks' time to acquire it. Where are you going to up north? That is also not the right music. I'm gonna find it in a second. I'm gonna find the right music in a second. Um, let's see. I can see this weekend is gonna be our agenda is to get your playlist. Get my music, yeah, get my music set. Because like, I've been thinking I have it and then I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I have no free time, all right? No, I know. <laughs> a busy man. I will be headed to Shola. Shola. Which, uh, most of you guys know where Shola is. Um, it's a small, it's a smaller town, kind of uh, on the the. Yeah, it's on the eastern coast of Denmark. It's about two hundred miles north of Iridessa, so it's kind of closer to Ergamum. Uh, it is on the map, actually. Huh. So if you look at your map, there's a little dot between Ergamum and Iridessa, and that is Shola. Well, yeah. All right. Safe journeys. A <laughs> As I said, while you are here, make yourselves at home. The people here are kind, they are nice, even to outsiders, even though we do not get them very often. You can uh, frequent a couple of places in town while you're here, until you can uh, find what it is you're seeking. As I said, there's the Golden Girl. It is the end, the only end that we have here. The other spots are there's the uh, Kitten's Carrot, which is a little tea shop in town. It's good if you're looking for a snack or a break. 
If you're interested in the arcane or if you need medicine, there is a medicine man as well. Works at the Creeping Cauldron. There is a small shop called Despero's Nest. Uh, they sell most of the things that I bring in from the outside. Typical adventuring gear that you might need, or clothing. The essentials for life. Whatever it is that you've come to seek, I hope you find. It was a pleasure sailing with you all. And I will see you again in three weeks. Unless, of course, it is that you decide that you want to stay here. As many do. Can I insight check that statement? I can check. <laughs> sure, Ooh. can I ask you one thing before we go? What is it? 24. 24. 24. 24. 24. one thing before we go. Of course. Do you know anything about Alethi? Uh, the name does not ring a bell, I'm afraid. I mean, I know that the town itself is named after one Alethi, the original uh, proprietor of this town. Detect that. Now, I would like to bring up a note. What are the components of Detect Thoughts? I don't know. It allows you to cast a spell, but you still have to cast it. I was thinking about that the other day. Are you being salty? Wow. I've allowed you guys to get away with it until this moment. Wow. They're verbal and semantic, aren't they? Verbal and semantic and material. Fine. They don't require material components, it still requires the verbal and semantic components. Fine. <laughs> you can do it subtly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got thinking mm-hmm. about that the other day. Salty as beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't try and everything do it subtly. You just got here. <laughs> Make a slide of hand check. And if my slide of hand goes poorly, I will like sneeze. Sneeze. That's cocked as hell. Yeah, that's cocked. <laughs> Let's make it sure before I re-roll it. Is it 15? 15? Okay. We'll see. Wait. His, oh. yeah. He's got to check and see what his perception is. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. <laughs> False see. advertising. Yeah. <laughs> see what his uh, passive perception is. Fake news. <laughs> So it's funny, it was the same roll on the the cocked version and the re-roll. It was the same. He doesn't seem to notice as you're Ooh. quietly gesturing with your fingers. I will remember that. It, that it, takes it does take verbal okay. static. That is I something that I, that I need to tell everybody here. Okay. I, I got to think about this the other day. I'm reading rules. If it a magic item allows you to cast the spell, you still have to cast the spell. Yeah. It just it, It's a free spell slot. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. And also because it, it, it does break certain things if I don't make it hard to do. Um, especially when you find out things like you're about to find out. Okay. It is another it's not 
false advertising. Why are you lying True to us? news. True Why news. Lying? Why? Why are you always lying? I hope she heard that <laughs> over a scene. Okay. I heard most of it. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh no. <laughs> so. I was right. Cool. <laughs> I was right, actually. <laughs> Back on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go leave. Here you are. <laughs> Wait. Alright, so you guys um Let me uh one second. Yeah. Just make sure this is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Chorus going on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just trying to keep the yeah. audience entertained. Yeah. <laughs> amazing singing. <laughs> Thank you guys, I appreciate that. Yeah. Alright, so you all, uh, as the ship does dock, um, you see as there's, like I said, there's three guys that kind of approach, um, kind of burly looking. What's that? Is that the mm-hmm. too? Mm hmm. It sounded like a pencil breaking. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Mm. Somebody break pencil? Not no. I. Maybe she clicked her pen. Uh-huh. I did not. No. I was writing. There's one page hand. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Trickster. So, you guys make your way on to the docks, and as you, the gangplank is let down, you see as there's three guys that kind of approach and say, uh, one of them kind of speaks up, Ah, Jacques, so you brought some new, uh, new people to town. So it kind of speaks up, Hi. They will be the guests of the governess for the next three weeks until I return. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys kind of looks at. Oh well, welcome, welcome to Alethia. Um, yeah, I suppose you should be staying at the Golden Gale. Name's Francis. I run the docks here. Good to meet you, Francis. Hi, Francis. Hi, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casserole. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my tea. Party. <laughs> oh, I need to go get the. So as uh, Francis kind of speaks up to you guys as you guys exit the ship and says this, um, you guys make your way off onto the docks. Like I said, you can see the uh, the portcullis is open up ahead of the gates. Uh, the docks are small. There's a, a couple of small sheds and shacks uh, kind of lined up around the area, um, uh, kind of on this side of the port. And you see where the walls do continue down and meet at the water's edge, and there is a water break there that kind of lines up around it. Um, it seems to be that these, this entire town is cut off from the moors, surrounding moors, which, gathered from what you were told by Jacques, about the monsters, is probably, you know, within reason. So, as the sun begins to set, what would you guys like to do? As Jacques bids you farewell. Well, I guess we should find the Golden Gale. Procure a room yeah. for the yeah, night? Yeah, you know. Alright. So, you all enter into the town, and um, as you kind of walk through the gates, you do see up on top of the, the, the gatehouse, there are a couple of guards up there. All of them, uh, they're wearing like a green, like deep greens, really deep greens and blacks. Um, as they kind of look down as you guys enter in, and one of them shouts up, Welcome! See you. Guys, make your way in. Thank you for the welcome. Um, quick question is that curfew here? Uh, 
No curfew, ma'am. Of course not. Uh, everything is walled off. We do not allow anyone outside of the city walls, though. Beyond the moors is dangerous. So unless you have special written permission from the governess herself, you must stay within the walls of Alethia while you're here. How do we get special permission from the governess? Well, I suppose you would have to arrange a meeting and then meet with her yourself. Yeah. Alright. Could you point us in the direction of the Golden Gale? Alright, just that way it kind of points up the road a little bit. And you can see as you guys step through the gate, there is this winding, long winding road that leads all the way, um, kind of shifting in between. There's probably 80 to 100 homesteads in this town. Like I said, it's not a very big town, um, but there's probably 80 to 100 homesteads. Uh, a couple of shops, like you do see the shops up ahead, kind of on this one main drag. You do see what, uh, what Jacques mentioned to you earlier, the kitten's kettle. There is a small uh, sign sitting out front. It's not far from the main gates, actually. There's a little tea kettle kind of uh, shaped sign, and there's a little kitten popping out of the top of it. Um, is it good coffee? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, kind of the road extends on up and kind of leads up the moors, kind of rolling upwards towards the widowed villa. Uh, and a couple of things of note, you do see towards the south to the right, kind of tucked behind, you do see the walls are a little further out from the actual uh, town proper. Um, there's kind of a large open uh, area of rolling hills and fields um, before it hits the outer walls. And sitting off by itself, there is this very kind of not a large mansion, but a decent sized manor that just sits up by itself on the right hand side. On the left hand side to the north, Towards those wooden walls where you know the sugarcane farms are, there is a large windmill um, sticking up, kind of high above all of the uh, all of the townhomes here. Uh, as you guys kind of make your way in, there's quite a few people in the town, uh, kind of meandering about. You see a lot of crates and things being moved around. You hear the sound of horse hooves, and you can see carts kind of going to and fro down alleys and different side streets. Um, each person you pass by seems incredibly friendly, and, and you see there's a variety of races here. This is the first time you've been to, you see dwarves, you see humans, you see half-elves, you see halflings. It is an incredible variety of humanoids. Um, what was that? Oh, yeah, there's probably some bottle, there's probably something in the, uh, the trash can expanding. It's like a water bottle or something. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Is it leaking? Oh, is it leaking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, crap. Is that the wrong one? That was the wrong one. Yeah, I wrong I had a 50% chance of getting it right. <laughs> oh, no. I just didn't move it. Um, anyways, so as you guys kind um, of make your way through, everyone everyone just waves at you. Uh, everyone says, oh, hello there, welcome. Um, kind of friendly faces, big smiles. Uh, all of them, you know, just... Over barely friendly. Does it feel off? Yeah. Do they feel brainwashed? Yeah. Did inside check. Okay. Can I also check? Can I also check? Can we find a place? Go ahead. 22. 22. Very. Hey. For your 22, all of it seems the same. It seems genuine. This is nice. No one, there's no. In Cities and Ten, everyone's smiles seem genuine. Their eyes are filled with uh, joy and happiness. They seem quite excited to see new, fresh faces in town. Interesting. Um, um, is there a place to do what? Uh, stealthily hide and ritual pass to take magic. Okay. So maybe stealth. <laughs> 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 
there, there Can I couple, go myself? You may. There are a couple Thanks. little side streets here and there as you guys make your way down the street. You do see there's like one little street where there's a couple crates and barrels kind of stacked up. You gotta get behind them. A little alleyway. Also, can I listen to conversations as well? Just Perception check for me. Eight. Eight? Alright, so you, you think you're sneaky enough as you make your way around a corner and kind of shift behind some barrels and crates and you right. begin to ritual cast. Mm-hmm. Take a magic. Thirteen? Thirteen? Yeah. Kind of listening in. Um, the only things that you do here are, uh, you hear, there's a couple of people that kind of talking amongst themselves, like you see a man and woman off to the side, like a, a dwarven male with a human woman that kind of speak. Uh, the, the dwarf's like, oh look, there's a new people in town, new adventures come to Jacques bring, bring his fresh people, fresh faces. Um, fresh so, meat. Fresh meat. Yeah, yeah, fresh For what? <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like, uh, no, that's really it. Like, you guys have caught some attention to people. You do hear a little bit of discussion about, uh, it's one, one group of people, uh, there's a guy that's like, I be careful with those. As you, you see, they're moving some heavy crates and barrels, and you see that they are, they have the insignia of the Alethian rum on the outside of them. As you finish casting, casting detect magic, um, Step back out of the alleyway. Every person in this town is giving off enchantment magic, just like Jacques. And as you continue walking, as you guys are making your way towards the uh, the Golden Gale, and you see up ahead as you make your way down the road about a quarter mile, you can see the Golden Gale kind of on a uh, at a little crossroads up to the right. You see the sign out front with a uh, Golden Nightingale painted on the front of it. Um, and with the tech magic going, something catches your attention as you get close. You pick up illusion magic. Two. One to the right down a side street, one to the left. And as you look in both directions, there's nothing there. It's just a section of illusion magic. <coughs> left and right? To the left and to the right. Just kind of in the crowd, and you see as it's shifting, it's moving. You watch as people will kind of walk and like shift down the road, it shifts out of their way. Can we follow it? You might be lying. Do you want to? Do you want to tell them? Yeah. I'm not the only mm-hmm. person to notice. Yeah. Hey, all. Um, I'm picking up a lot of magic here. Every single person. And there's some illusion magic left and right. Do we want to follow it? It's moving. It's moving, yes. We just got here, guys. I know. <laughs> we might not. We can disregard it. It's fine. We can follow it. I'm okay with following. <laughs> it's all right. Maybe we do stealthily and you just see keep an eye on it. It picks up the pace and starts moving more quickly down an alleyway. It do seems like it might be someone invisible. Do I have a spell that? Oh, I think I do. <laughs> do I with the new? Uh, you might. <laughs> the new item? I don't know if this maybe the invisibility. I don't know what all it's got because I Fine. gave it to you like an idiot. <laughs> it does not have C invisibility. It has it, it's just invisibility. Yeah. yeah. You can become invisible. Okay. I don't see so, it. Uh, Thank you. It does have fairy fire. Uh, with your perception check, you you do not see any okay. of this magic going on. Okay. Well, we don't want them to be hostile towards us. Did that happen? Yes, most likely. If you were invisible walking around and then all of a sudden someone made you uninvisible. I guess. <laughs> Are you guys going to follow it? Maybe we see where it goes. Okay. Right. Just nonchalantly, yeah. we're just wandering around the town. So yeah. as, it, uh, as it shifts down an alleyway, you guys kind of divert, and Mercy kind of looks up, 
Oh, where are you? This is the inn. Where are you all going? We're exploring the town. Just follow us. Uh, we're curious to see what the town has to offer. Okay, very well. Right. So, as you all begin to make your way <laughs> down alleyway, following this invisible entity, not quickly, not just, quickly, just kind of keeping your pace. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take a quick break, <laughs> yeah. eat dinner, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll come back. And yeah, so thank you guys for listening in. Uh, stick around. <laughs>